These are called pro gaming headset. Aren't you fancy? You're like uh, every uh, Gen Z year out there, a pro gamer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Adam and Kelly Talk Nerdy. I'm Adam. And I'm Kelly. Let's talk nerdy. Well, I, uh, I feel like I would not be a middle-aged dad if I didn't make some comment about how I haven't talked to you all year. Um, how was you? How was your? Uh, how was your New Year's Eve? Did you? Uh, do you stay up till midnight, or do you crash early, or do you try to stay up till midnight, or what's what's your? Uh, uh, I didn't intend to, but I ended up. Um, my youngest was hanging out, and uh, it was weird. We started watching the 1998 Godzilla for some reason. <laughs> okay, that was the a one choice. With, yeah, the one with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we stayed up, and uh, then when the movie was over, we realized it was 10 minutes after midnight, and so we said Happy New Year and went to bed. <laughs> there you go. My my, uh, my kids and I, we do the the uh, Twilight Zone marathon on sci-fi every year, and usually, well, the last, I don't know, four or five years, I've usually passed out on the couch around 10.30, but I actually made it till midnight this year for the first time in a while, so... Oh, well, congratulations. I was also, uh, <laughs> part of it was, you know, I was coughing. I, we, uh, we all caught some kind of a crud uh, New Year's Eve weekend. Or, well, the kids didn't. My wife and I both caught, caught it. She was worse than I was. But, you know, yeah, coughing keeps you awake, I guess. So <laughs> that's how I rung in the New Year. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I, was, I was ahead of you. I caught it for Christmas. It seems was... like... Uh, it seems like a lot of people I know that was that was the case. It was either uh, it was either the Christmas bug or the New Year's bug. Yeah, I only finally felt better this week. How was your holidays? Everything everything go well other than other than being sick? Yeah, um, you know it was pretty chill. I don't usually do a ton for Christmas. The one thing we usually do is we usually go see my girlfriend's uncles up in Santa Fe, but unfortunately. She was still sick on Christmas Eve, so we didn't. We had to skip this year, and I was really bummed. But that was kind of cool. My youngest uh, came over and hung out with me for a week. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Like I said, we ended up watching Godzilla for uh, New Year's Eve, and then uh, Roland Emmerich's Roland Emmerich's follow up to Independence Day. Oh, that was yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's funny. It wasn't like a terrible movie. My my uh, my youngest has a friend that is way into Godzilla. We were flipping through the menus, and my youngest is like, "Oh, that's the one where Godzilla looks dumb." <laughs> Let's uh, watch it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's not the only thing that's dumb about this movie. Let's watch it." <laughs> it can be a fun movie for. It's I, I think amongst. Like Godzilla, faithful. It's it's one that they don't really count as. I think even the Toho, like later Toho movies, kind of made jokes about that wasn't actually Godzilla, and you know <laughs> Americans don't know what Godzilla is or something or the other. Yeah, I just remember actually the my biggest memory from high school because that's you know when it came out and it was tied into that Puff Daddy song 
I was going to say that the uh, the come with me Puff Daddy yeah. that video was was on MTV every five minutes, I think. Yeah. And then and if it wasn't on MTV, it was on the radio. It sampled um, <laughs> it sampled uh, Zeppelin. And like yeah, either Jimmy, pa- Jimmy Page or Robert Plant, I can't remember which one was like on the video playing, playing guitar, like doing the, you know, doing the riffs. So that was kind of. I, I had the. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I had the the soundtrack. I bought that. It had the uh, it had that song and then a Wallflower song that I liked. Oh yeah, I mean you, the song as a whole is not bad. I mean it's got that whole orchestral element and stuff is really neat. It's just the funny thing was you know we were all laughing because Puff Daddy's contribution was uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the other the other big tie-in with that. Do you remember the um, the Taco <clears throat> Bell tie-in? With the Chihuahua? Oh, that's right. Because those are like a Godzilla box of tacos you could get or something. It, it, it was something like that, but you know, it's the the little Chihuahua, and he's you know trying to hear lizard, lizard, and so oh, I think they need a bigger box. <laughs> that's right. The, yeah. the, the stupid, the stupid things that stay in my head. Yeah, I, well, and, and I think they they tied that movie into everything. It was just this like marketing monstrosity. Well, that, that was such a 90s thing, wasn't it? I mean, 80s and 90s was was the movie tie-ins. You know I mean? Yeah. And, and some and some really weird ones, you know, also. But like, yeah, any any big, big budget, you know, supposed to, you know, summer blockbuster had multiple tie-ins with at least one of the fast food chains, one of the soda brands. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Yeah. And I feel like Godzilla, they were just really like, let's see how far we could push this. <laughs> right. Just tie it into everything. Uh, speaking speaking of Godzilla, I, and I haven't seen it, but there's a uh, the new Toho movie out that's gotten really really good reviews, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Godzilla minus one, it's supposed yeah. to be very good. Yeah, I want to go see that too. Uh, I just haven't had a chance, mostly because I was sick. Uh, right, but yeah, everyone's talking about it, and it sounds really cool. So yeah, definitely want to check that out. Probably have to wait till it comes to some kind of streaming now. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's still in the theaters, but who knows for how much long? I'm sure it's going to be on streaming before too long. Yeah, I think uh, I think at least now HBO has all of the all the Godzilla movies. I think they have a license with uh, with the producers, so I'm assuming it'll be on there. Okay, awesome. I think I got that one. So <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which streaming service do you have? Yeah, I don't know. I think between me and my girlfriend, I think we have all of them covered. There you go. Well, should we get into current events? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So I, I put these on here like through the holidays. Uh, this one kind of ties into one of the things we talked about in the last episode when we were talking about Christmas movies. But uh, the New York Times did a expose a deep dive into the, the the lingering question of how how rich the McAllisters were uh, in Home Alone you know every every year for the last five or so years you know around the holidays my you start seeing posts pop up on you know the various social medias about you know how, what, what did the McAllisters do to be able to afford this house in the in the North Chicago suburbs the the New York Times got uh they did some research they got some economists to to you know look at trends and stuff from from 1990 and now, but the uh, the house the exterior of the house is uh is in the Chicago suburb of Winnetka, 
Um, and according to Realtor.com, it's one of the most expensive neighborhoods in the United States. Uh, the the North Chicago suburbs are very very nice. I when I was in boot camp in A school, uh, it was in Great Lakes, and I took the train down to Chicago a lot, and occasionally would stop at some of those some of those little towns and walk around, and I'm mean, just just absolutely gorgeous. So I I believe that that it it was you know that that elite of uh, of uh, neighborhoods in 2022. It was sold for two and a half million or was valued at two, 2.4 million. The based on everything, the economist said that the the homeowners would have been in the top 1% of Chicago household incomes in 1990. And that would be the case today. Also, they would have had to have an income combined household income of about $300,000 in 1990, which equates to about $650,000 now. Uh, maybe a little bit more. Now, this was from 2022 numbers. Uh, the house, yeah, about about 2.4 million. Um, so it doesn't really explain. No, you know, there nothing explains what they did, uh, the, what the parents did for income. In the, I guess there was a novelization uh, where it said that uh, Kate, the mom, was a fashion designer. The author just kind of had carte blanche to to make whatever up, and the fact that they have the mannequins in the house that Kevin uses to fool the burglars, uh, he said that he's you know he used that and extrapolated that she was a fashion designer, uh, and then he was the dad was in some kind of business. One thing that people that always comes up is the the trip to Paris and how Peter, the McAllisters Peter McAllister could afford to uh, to buy everybody tickets to Paris. But in the movie, it was actually his brother, who the one who lives in Paris, who bought the tickets for everybody uh, so he could see the family. Um, and that's also the brother who had the brownstone in New York City. So obviously he's he was very well off. Oh, but, OK, so so they're Depo babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and Kevin's and grandfather I, I, is a, was an oil baron or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. And I put way too much thought into this for this little segment. But in the movie, uh, Peter McAllister, uh, when they're on the plane and the mom uh, asks if she feels if, you know, if he feels bad that the kids are all in coach and he's in first, uh, he made the comment that the only the only trip that he ever took was in the the family station wagon to visit, you know, relatives. So I don't think I think that just a couple of the brothers were, uh, you know, successful in business. I don't, I don't think they came for money necessarily. Uh, um, OK. That makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah. And then and then there's Uncle Frank who uh, is stealing uh crystal salt and pepper shakers on the plane and you know he's and he's the cheapskate according to Kevin. So I it doesn't seem like the whole family is wealthy, but two of the brothers must have done quite well. Well, there's other little things Uncle Frank does that you you get the feeling Uncle Frank is jealous of Kevin's dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you can definitely tell Uncle Uncle Frank is fine, but he's definitely like not where he thinks he should be. <laughs> and he's definitely not. Uh, he's definitely enjoying his free tickets to Paris <laughs> and then Florida the next year. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he doesn't even want to chip in for the pizza. So, yeah, he is pretty cheap. Right. But yeah, well, that's uh, OK. Well, I mean, that makes I could see that two successful brothers. 
pushing each other in business. I, I definitely do get the impression that both of Kevin's parents worked, um, you know, because you can tell his mom's got a very professional wardrobe. Right. That she's yeah. traveling in. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have the, uh, I guess, kind of housewife look. I mean, it, it, and it was the, you know, the movie was developed in the late 80s and, you know, it came out in ninety. So, you know, a very professional woman and, you know, kind of power, power pantsuit type thing. Yeah, exactly. But they, uh, I mean, you know, big house, uh, all the kids, they had, I mean, how many, how many kids were theirs? They had like five and, you know, all of them had their own room and yeah. Anyway, next time I'm in Chicago, I'm definitely going to go, uh, find that house. It's, I've looked it up. It's, uh, it's a short walk from the, from the Metro station, um, in, in that little community. So I'd take the train up and go get a picture in front of it. <laughs> Hope it's not like the Breaking Bad house here in Albuquerque. Where uh, where she, you know, yeah, the... Where she comes out and yells at you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah, for the for our audience that doesn't live in Albuquerque, yeah, if you ever do want to uh, visit uh, his ho- uh, the house from Breaking Bad, uh, the current owner does not like that. <laughs> and... Uh, she definitely doesn't like it when you throw pizzas on the roof. Well, yeah, and in in her defense, that was a thing that people were doing. We're recreating that yeah. scene, and that would get old real quick. Yeah, I, I don't so, blame her for that part. I, I think if you, uh, you know, if, if you want to go see a house that was, you know, I mean, I know people who will go see the the McFly house from Back to the Future, different things. Just you know, be respectful of the of the homeowners. You know, take a picture, but don't don't trespass and don't be a don't be a jerk. Yeah, that's true. It's not hard. It's most not of these hard. houses are. Yeah, that's true. Because most of these houses just are regular houses, so you know they just, you know, normal and, people live there. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, these places that weren't filmed on a back lot somewhere. You know, like the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation movies and stuff. You know, that was all filmed on the Warner back lot and um, just down the street from uh, from Murtaugh's house from Lethal Weapon. So oh, they're, yeah. they were they were neighbors. So you can feel but, you free know, to visit that for a right. Do the tour, fifty dollar tour ticket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other little bit of news that I I thought kind of fit in with the show um, was, uh, and you know, kind of in the in the vein of nostalgia, uh, Peter Cullen, who was the voice act or is the voice actor who uh, who voiced Optimus Prime in the uh, Transformers cartoons, and then you know through the movies. Uh, he was uh, given a lifetime Emmy or an Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, I thought that was really nice. Uh, he's done other voice portrayals. I know he's he's very he's been a voice actor since the 70s, but I think his what he'll be remembered for most is is Optimus Prime. That you know just that great voice, the Autobots rollout. I had a chance to meet him when we went to Denver Comic Con. The line, I would have probably been waiting in line for at least three hours, and it was, you know, I determined that it was not worth that. But, um, I mean, it's, I think it's great that, I mean, people are still excited to meet him, and if that was something that was worth it to, to a person, I think that's very cool. And the fact that he still has, you know, this much uh, love, you know, generated towards him, you know, for people who grew up with that and, you know, probably multiple generations now, I think that's very, very neat. Oh, that is, yeah, I mean, talk about a voice that, like, does, yeah, no one else can do that voice, I mean, so that's awesome that he's done that, and he's had so much success with that, 
and I think it's cool that voice actors can get that kind of recognition. I, as Just, far as voice actors go, I'd say he's he's up there with like uh, Kevin Conroy, who who passed away last year who uh who voiced batman in batman the animated series like those are just i mean you know iconic they they made that role theirs oh yeah for sure yeah it, it's kind of cool though uh you know seeing the voice actors get that recognition though i was at a i was at a comic convention a few years ago with my youngest and they got really excited because one of the voice actors from dario was there oh wow yeah, the one that yeah, the voice actor did the mom and Quinn. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, of course, you know, and and this actress didn't have very much of a line, so we went, paid the thirty dollars for the signed picture and everything. But it was she was really nice. She sat there and talked to us for like ten minutes. That's yeah. fun. I've I've done that at at uh, Comic Cons, especially our our one our little one here, where you will have these uh, people of note who. You know that I mean, this is kind of how they make their make their income now, and maybe they don't have the long lines because the fan base is our age or older. But you know, you you can get a chance to to really spend some time, you know, chatting with them, and that that's always fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, this actress seemed very excited that somebody my my youngest uh, child's age was there. Uh, that's cool. Obviously, obviously, Dario was very much for people our age. Uh, and but, for some, but my kids kid love it. Had, your kid had seen it. Oh, that's very cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Their their mom showed it to them, uh, and they all love it. So that's that's great. Yeah, actually, it's Albuquerque Comic Con's coming up and, next uh, weekend. Looks like yeah, it looks like we're actually getting some pretty cool guest spots. We got Christopher Lloyd. Yes, we do. That's I'm excited for that. Tom Welling and uh, Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville are going to be here, and there's a there's a bunch. When uh, when we went to Denver this last year, we stood in line to meet Henry Winkler. And oh, we didn't that's even, awesome. We didn't even pay to get a picture <laughs> or anything, but he was l- probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Uh, he walked the line and shook everybody's hand before they even got up to like meet him. Oh, wow. That is super cool. And just just a very, very, very nice guy. You, you feel like he's a nice guy when you watch him. But, you know, you never know if that's really true. So that sounds like yeah, right. that's awesome. Yeah, my uh, my son wanted to meet Richard Dreyfus, and uh, he ended up being a no-show because uh, my, my 12-year-old's favorite movie is Jaws. And Richard Dreyfus, you know, is in that. And But apparently he's uh, kind of got a reputation for being kind of curmudgeon and he never made it when we were there. So uh, he was kind of bummed, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah, that is – that's a bummer. You got the next one? Yeah, so my current events uh, mostly revolve around the Golden Globes because I thought I usually don't pay much attention to the Golden Globes, um, but two kind of really cute stories came out of it this year. Um, so the first one was uh, Mark Hamill posted on his uh, on his social media a picture he had met Natalie Portman backstage, and he wrote, finally got to meet my mom. <laughs> He's accepted, like, okay, I clearly am going to be the most famous for playing Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And occasionally somebody's going to recognize me as the Joker. Right. And even fewer than that, the priest from the village. <laughs> he also played a... Or village of the Damned. Yeah. He played a uh, 
a villain on the Flash TV show from the early 90s, the CBS one, with, um, he played the trickster. Anyway, I can't remember the character's name. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was another fun, uh, yeah, he, he's really leaned into, like, just kind of nerd culture. That's, that's oh. what he is. He's like the, he's like a patron saint. Yeah, and he popped, he's in a new Netflix movie. Um, it's, you know that comedian, uh, he's, he never wears a shirt and his name is Bert something. And he, he always has, he has the standup routine talking about, he went to Russia and joined the mob. I do not know um, who this is. Oh, it's, uh, let's see here. Let me find his name. Bert, uh, Bert Kreischer. So okay. he's a standup comic and he's known for just kind of, he talks about his youth. He was at kind of out of control, had drinking problems, and uh, he has this big stand-up routine where he talks about how he, he went to Russia on a college trip and accidentally joined the Russian mafia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because they thought he was funny. Well, the, so, Net, so Netflix, they made this movie where he goes back to Russia and runs back into the mob and has to fix some things. But Mark Hamill plays his dad. <laughs> oh, great. And to be honest, Mark Hamill's the best part of the movie. <laughs> You know, you know what's funny is maybe because you know I just I look up a lot of pop culture-y things and you know the, the algorithms kind of know what to feed you. But before the before his tweet for the Golden Globes a couple days before, something popped up on Instagram or whatever. But it was a clip from an uh, an old segment of Jimmy Kimmel, and it was Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Recreation talking about how he, when he was a kid. He wrote a letter to Mark Hamill asking him to come to his birthday party. Obviously, Mark Hamill didn't come. And uh, Kristen Bell was a guest host uh, standing in for Jimmy Kimmel. So she's talking to him about this. And then the, the Star Wars theme music starts playing. And out comes Mark Hamill with a lightsaber and uh, gives, gives Adam Scott a big hug and says, I'm sorry I missed your party. And uh, it was it was just like this really nice, you know, Aww. again, like I think he just seems like a he seems like a very, a very sweet, like genuine, genuinely nice guy. Oh, yeah, that's oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And once again, I like that he's embracing. He's like, you know, I'm going to be famous for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that, you know, those 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 movies have uh, have paid for paid for his houses and, you know, everything, yeah. everything he's ever everything he's ever bought. So. Yes, he he could live in the North Chicago suburbs for sure if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could buy a whole block. Probably. Or or Malibu on the beach, you know. Yeah, yeah. he's got options. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, Luke Skywalker finally met his mom at the Golden Globes, and then the other one that just this one cracked me up. James Marsden was nominated for a Golden Globe for best for supporting uh, actor for playing James Marsden <laughs> in the. Jury the 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 freebie show jury duty yes so did you see this show i did have you i did i it uh, was fantastic it, yeah yeah five stars i highly recommend this they they basically take one unknowing regular guy and he thinks he's doing a documentary he's on a real jury but actually the whole thing is actors <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the and one of the members of the jury is is James Marsden, who yes. is probably best known for playing Cyclops in uh, in the X Men movies. He's also in Sonic. Yes, 
Yeah, and that's the best part is that the real guy doesn't know what he's from. He just knows he's like, you're an actor. And he can't right. think of what movies he's in. <laughs> and then they, uh, I mean, the whole thing is they put this guy in, in these situations where, I mean, I, I would have snapped and lost it. And this dude steps up every time and proves that he's a, he's a great human being, just infinitely patient with, with people who are just absolutely bizarre. Um, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, it's funny, but it's also, it was also like kind of a heartwarming show. The end of it was, uh, was very, very nice. Yeah, it did. I didn't see that coming, but I was like, Oh, you got me. (laughs) Yeah. Got me jury duty. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was great. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, getting getting not or getting getting an uh, Emmy or Golden Globe nomination for playing yourself though is uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much winning. <laughs> I know that's the best part because he he's playing himself and he got nominated, uh, which I don't, I didn't have time to do the research. I don't know if that's ever happened before. If everyone, if anyone's ever been nominated for anything for playing themselves in a movie, but uh, James Marsden did it. So uh, we have we've touched on it in the previous episode. Uh, we talked about like uh, Christmas presents, but you you're a Lego fan. You have been since you were a kid. Were Legos always kind of a fixture of a uh, for you when when you were growing up, or do you remember when you kind of realized they exist? You know, t- honestly, I can't remember not having Legos. I had Duplos. And even in my earliest memories, when I can think back, I had Legos. So yeah, they've just always been there. And uh, well, now, like I said in the Christmas episode, um, you know, my mom was a big believer in them because they were educational. Right. And also, I would just play with them for hours. So, <laughs> which kept me quiet and out of her hair. If you're interested in the history of Lego uh, as a company and all that, and, um, the Toys That Made Us has a really great episode that you know, kind of goes into that, but, uh, I mean, just, just very briefly there, it's a Danish company. The, the company began in 1932, uh, when, with, uh, Ole Christensen, he owned a carpentry workshop and started making wooden toys. And then after world war two, uh, he was able to get injection molding, uh, equipment and started making plastic, the plastic bricks, the interlocking bricks that, you know, are now, uh, Lego. Um, so that was like 1947 ish. It's, you know, 1947 on, I mean, they've, that's, they've been, they've been around since then, um, from kind of from the research I did for the most part, they weren't really themed, uh, until really the, the late seventies is really when that took off. There were a couple, uh, there was trains in the, uh, starting the mid sixties. Duplo came out in 1969, and then there was a a Lego theme uh, called Lego Homemaker that was kind of the first uh, that was geared towards towards girls. <laughs> and, you know, very that was in 1971. It seems almost uh, it seems almost something out of like the 1950s or early 60s. They started doing boats in the in the early 70s, but really 1978 1979 was when the big themes, this, the town, the, the space and the castle came out. And then 
I don't know when they started licensing uh, with with uh, different IPs. I, I, that seems like more of a late '90s, early 2000s thing. But I mean, Lego has been remarkably successful uh, as far as I mean, they will license with anybody. Disney, <laughs> yeah. Disney Marvel, DC, Harry Potter. It's fantastic. It's because a lot of with with toys traditionally. You know, certain toy companies would have would have a, a license with with um, an IP. So, like Kenner had the DC toys for a long time, and I think that Hasbro had Star Wars. Uh, and then Marvel toys no, were somebody else, and no, Kenner was Star Wars. Oh, so it was, okay, so Kenner was Star Wars. That was DC how Kenner. Was that was how Kenner went from an almost bankrupt, failed start toy company to basically saving the company. <laughs> okay. And then Mattel Mattel had, you know, this or that. And but yeah, Lego Lego somehow they got they must have the best lawyers because they they'll license with with anything they think the kids will will play with. Jurassic Park. Yeah, they really will. Yeah, actually the the ones the IPs that I think are the funniest that they license are is Minecraft and Mario Brothers. <laughs> right. Well, it's, you know, I mean, they they almost seem like they seem like a good fit for it. Uh, I mean, Minecraft is basically Legos in a video game form. That is true. I mean, I guess the Minecraft probably makes the most sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they definitely have gotten into the licensing game, and I think the only I think the only company that's better at licensing is Funko. I was for I sure. was going to bring that up too because yeah, exactly. They're, they're they they've got the same. Uh, the same philosophy it seems like and maybe the same lawyers yeah well actually the interesting um not to get too sidetracked if you watch the funko documentary which is another good one basically the guy who started funko he he worked in licensing for some other company oh okay and then was like hey i should make these little plastic figures <laughs> and he's like i know how licensing works <laughs> i know this is a i know this is a lego episode but uh when we lived in washington state uh, we lived in everett washington which is the home of funko and oh, nice right downtown they bought it when we lived there they bought a building downtown everett and turned it into this store slash i mean just pop culture almost like a little museum of uh of funko it's it's a lot of fun if uh, if anybody's up in that area i highly recommend uh you know, making making the stop if you're if you're so inclined, you could spend. You know, it's easy to spend an hour in there. I mean, it's not huge, huge, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's on my bucket list for sure. It looks really cool. Uh, but anyways, yeah, back to Lego. <laughs> back, back to Lego. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so you you kind of always had Legos. Uh, I think I think for me it was the same thing. I remember I had a. Uh, I don't. I have no idea where they came from. I don't know if they were my because I, I have two older siblings who are quite a bit older. Um, I don't know if they were theirs, but it was like this canvas draw sack uh, that was just, you know, Legos. That's that's where my Legos went. And uh, you know, I'd dump them out and build stuff. I never had I never had sets growing up. It was always just the I think now they're what the classic the classic Lego uh, yes, pieces. Yeah. Classic is just, yeah, blocks of various colors but, but i had but i had like the wind you know i had like window frames and and uh wheels and mm -hmm. steering wheels and things like that so i had my other things to go along with it and the uh the some of the minifigs and then what were the 
like before the minifigs, it was like just the the kind of like little triangly ones with a head on top. They didn't have like arms and legs or anything. Um, I had a bunch of those also. Yeah, those were weird. They almost look like the little icon, like when you're in like teams for like people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It was but yeah, like I remember that. those. Yeah, they were just a um, head and shoulders. <laughs> I did. I did have. I did have the astronaut though, and his helmet was broken in the spot that all astronaut Lego helmets are broken in. Yeah, that was a pretty thin piece of plastic, <laughs> right across the bottom there. Yeah, and 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 the fact that the Lego Movie, uh, you know, points that out or you know has that in it is I, obviously it was uh, it, it was common enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yours went into a big uh, a big sack. That's funny. I had so I don't know why I had I actually had a Lego briefcase or it was like a. I know it was red and it had said Lego and it was plastic and it had a big lid that opened up. And that's where I kept my Legos. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it had a handle. It was like a briefcase. And man, it was like, it was like nuclear bomb proof too. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. Now, did you have, I remember you said you got, your mom got you a, uh, or your parents got you a, like a Walker space thing. Um, did you have any other sets growing up or was it mostly just random pieces yeah i had a few sets well yeah so i i had a like the, the red case i think came with a bunch of classic lego so i had a bunch of classic lego including a big flat green square that you that you could use as a base for everything and then i had the walker and a couple little spaceships and then i had the siege tower from the castle series oh nice yeah, uh, which was funny because it was the siege tower and then it came with like a wall <laughs> so you could siege a castle. Right. <laughs> Just in case you didn't actually have the whole castle. They gave you one wall. That's cool. Yeah, that one was fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. Like you said, I did the same thing. I did, even though I had all these sets uh, at the end of the day when I was done playing with them, I would take them all apart and throw them back in the case together. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never yeah, I thought the... to keep them separate. <laughs> You know, and I don't know if that's uh, that's become more of a a thing in the last you know twenty years or so because the sets have become collectible or um, people will display them more than maybe they used to. You know, especially adults. Uh, I guess kind of getting <laughs> moving ahead a little bit. I mean, that's a uh, you've seen yeah. my uh, my display going up the stairs in our house. Uh, we have a, a built-in kind of shelf area, and my wife, who has infinite amount of patience and shakes her head because she's married to a child, uh, lets me lets me display some Lego sets up there. So, and, and those ones, I mean, you know, I, if I took them apart, I would, or you know, someday I will take them apart, I'm sure, but I'll put them in bags and I'll stick them in the box that it came with, and you know, they'll be there for my kids or. You know, whoever, you know, whatever happens to him after that. But I, would, I wouldn't dump him into a big pile with with, uh, you know, just a bunch of other random pieces at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think they have gotten more complicated over the years um, because actually I was feeling nostalgic after we talked about my uh, Landwalker, which actually I Googled it. It's actually called the Alien Moon Stalker. 
Alien Moonstalker. That sounds cool. Alien Moonstalker. Uh, Lego Classic Space set 6940. So I actually found a website where you can download uh, scans of all the instructions from back in the day. And um, yeah, it's it's not super complicated to put this thing together. It's There's not very many steps, you know, but it was kind of genius in its simplicity. Um, but yeah, like I think about, you know, my, my kids really got into the Harry Potter ones. Right. And man, like, yeah, by the time you get those things put together, you don't want to take it apart because it took you two hours. <laughs> or or more in some of the cases. Well, yeah, you had that Volkswagen Beetle. You kept sending me updates, like, as you and your kids were progressing on it. And I remember it was over multiple days. <laughs> so it's the uh, it's, it's the Volkswagen van, the, the microbus. That, so that was the first Lego set that I got in as, as an adult. My wife got it for me for Christmas. And Once she's it, regretted it ever since. No, <laughs> it was the gateway drug. Um, it, was, it was at Christmas, I think, like 2017, 2016 or 2017. We, uh, we lived in Washington at the time. I was still active duty. And I knew that you know, I'd be retiring in a couple of years and uh, we'd be moving. So I didn't want to put it together then. So once, we, once I retired, we bought a house here, um, you know, got set up. Then I pulled it out and me and the kids put it together over the course of a few weeks. You know, we do because it had it had multiple books. You know, we we do it for, you know, a half hour or an hour, you know, every night or so. And eventually it got put together. And then I had it I had it in the dining room on a we have a little buffet, you know, table at the end of our dining room. So I had it out there. And then um, I had a, a health issue a few years ago. And ended up in the hospital. And after that, when I was recovering, I was like, you know, it was kind of one of those life affirming uh, moments. I was like, you know, I, I, I really I wanted that the 1966 Batman Lego set. So I you know, put some money aside over a few paychecks and I bought it. And that's another big one. And the kids and I put that together uh, over the summer. And that had a Batmobile and the Batcopter and the Bat Cycle. So I think there was another vehicle, but it's the, uh, you know, from the, the Adam West Batman show. Oh, cool. Um, and it had Penguin and Joker and Catwoman. And so that became a thing. And then uh, over the next couple of years, then then my oldest kid graduated from high school and was getting ready to go off to college. So the next summer she was getting ready to go off to college. And it's like, well, you know, let's do something together. And then I ordered, uh, I ordered the Mario, the Super Mario Brothers set. And that one's cool because it moves. You have a little crank on the TV and Mario moves through the first level. But it's got then it's got the, the NES and the cartridge and all that. And so it's become kind of a thing that every year I'll buy like a good set, a bigger one, and then the kids and I will do it over over the summer, you know, over a week or so during the summer. You know, they, they enjoy it and I enjoy it and it's it's time we get together. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, and I remember getting updates on the uh on the, the Nintendo one too. Right. That one is super cool. I'm envious of that one. <laughs> and then the, the last big one we did was the um, Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh, nice. We did the, we did that one over the last summer. Yeah, so. now I'm super jealous. <laughs> and they're and they're all uh, they're all displayed. My uh, my oldest one Christmas last year uh, got the Vincent Van Gogh Starry Night one, and put that together Christmas Day. Uh, she did that one in. About four hours, and uh, it's a huge one. 
but uh, that's also on display at the house. But that'll eventually, when you know, when she moves out, that'll go with her, <laughs> or so she thinks. No, <laughs> or, so, or so she thinks. <laughs> no, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing that one was at your house uh, last time. That that one is really cool. Um, I mean, they're all really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and that, as I as I said in my Christmas episode, you know, um, my girlfriend also has a love for Legos. And uh, we've been doing a lot of the botanical sets. Yeah, those like are said, those are really neat. They are, um, you know, like well, like I said, when I met her and the first time I ever came to her house, I, she had a big bouquet of Lego flowers as a centerpiece on the table, and I was like, oh, winning, winning, found the best girl ever. Um, yeah, and then together we've done we did the succulents set which you know the botanical ones are surprisingly intricate <laughs> they take a while and then the other two we did were so we got some holiday ones last year we got a santa's village and this giant christmas tree i i remember you sent me the picture of the christmas tree that was very cool yeah but holy moly that christmas tree i we had i had to start over well not start over but like it's it's all these layers that get progressively smaller, and so it's like every, you're doing the same thing over and over again, but slightly different because it gets smaller. And I screwed that up so many times. Oh, I'm sure. And you, need, you, know, you needed the you needed the one little green piece that was just just a smidge smaller than that than the one you put on there. Exactly. It'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. Last time around it was the three bump one. Now it's a two bump one, and you're like, ah. <laughs> And, you know, so, but it's really cool. You know, it makes a nice, big, tall Christmas tree when it's done. My, uh, my wife got me the, uh, the A-frame cabin set, uh, this year. So once we get all of our Christmas stuff put away, I'll, I'll start on that one. I'm looking forward to it. We, uh, I, we had an A-frame cabin when I was a kid, uh, out of Haines, Alaska. And so this one just kind of, you know, it's nice and cozy. It just has that, that nice vibe. Oh, that's awesome. You know, another thing I love about Lego sets, you were talking earlier, you could take the cartridge in and out of your Nintendo. I love how every set has like a cool, like actual functional piece to it. Right. Those are fun. Because like that Christmas tree, it actually breaks in half like the like a Christmas tree would to, to go back in the box. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, you yeah, can, like, so, you can store, so you can store it, but you don't have to put it together every year. Yeah, exactly. Or just to make it like a real fake Christmas tree. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, so I, th I think that's really clever. Yeah, and I like that you're. I like on your Nintendo how you can make the le you know Mario progress through the level. <laughs> the the uh, the Lego engineers are are incredible. Like they one if you're an engineer and you work at Lego, you have the best job in the world. Yes, but they but they figure out some really really. <laughs> intricate and neat things uh it's it's really cool lego is probably employing some of the smartest engineers on the planet that could be out there making skyscrapers that won't fall over or bridges that that are better but <laughs> instead they're making lego but i think i'm okay with that <laughs> last last year we were uh we were at a birthday party for uh her friend of my son's um, actually our neighbor's kid and uh it was at a climbing gym and the mom says, you know, that, that person over there looks familiar. And the, these two people who were climbing at the climbing gym with their kids, um, they were both on 
Lego Masters, the the TV show. And the the guy who was there, he's a local here. He's a doctor who was on the show. Um, I don't know which season. I can't remember. But he was part of, a, I think it was two doctors who were on Lego Masters. And then the lady, she was, she's from Canada. And uh, they had become friends during the course of the show. So she was down visiting. And her brother had just gone, like when we were talking to him, she had, he had just gone to uh, to move to Denmark to go work for Lego. I was oh, uh, I was very jealous. I mean, oh man, I'm I, I'm not a I have no illusions that I'm smart enough to uh, to go do that. But you know, I'm still jealous. <laughs> yeah, still still like to try. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of cool. We uh, we chatted with these uh, these two lego lego professionals you know celebrities or i don't even know what you call them but they were both very very nice we even uh she had a, a stickers uh it that was her her as a minifig that she gave to all of us and i've actually got one right here which was uh which was kind of fun oh that's awesome so were there any uh were there any sets that you would just you would just you know love to have that maybe aren't around anymore or What's what's your uh, what's your white whale Lego set? Oh, that's a that's a good question. So I think when I was a kid, they you know I had that siege tower, and they had this castle, you know that was the full castle, like two or three stories and right. unfolded and all that stuff. That I really wanted that castle because that way I could have had like a full on war. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really would have liked to have had the castle, and there was a. There was like a big blue spaceship in the space series. Actually, it's the spaceship that shows up in the Lego movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I wanted that pretty bad too as a kid. Uh, but those were pretty expensive back in the day. Um, I think as an adult, the one I've the one it you could I can still get it. I just haven't talked myself into into spending money on it. I they have this Optimus Prime one. Oh, that one's cool. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, cause that just combines my two loves from my childhood, Transformers and Legos. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What are your white whales? Oh man. Um, you know, the older ones, again, I didn't have any sets. So I, and I don't, I mean, I knew sets existed, but I guess that was never really my focus then, but you know, like as a, as an adult now, uh, the the Home Alone house, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, which uh, you don't have to be in the the top one percent of uh, of people to have it, but um, <laughs> it wouldn't hurt because I think I, I don't yeah. think that uh, that one's out anymore, and to find it, it's uh, it's it's pretty expensive. Um, I have a cap, you know, I'm willing to spend a certain amount, but I I have a pretty hard cap. Um, the Ghostbuster Firehouse is another one that is discontinued. That would be really, really cool because I love the movie Ghostbusters. So probably probably those two would be the – I know my kids begged me and would love to have the Hogwarts castle. But, again, just a, it's, it's so expensive. And Yeah, that Hogwarts castle is pretty ridiculous. Well, you know, the good news is on eBay, the Home Alone house is only $400. Oh, only. <laughs> See, and that's yeah. and that's beyond my that's beyond my cap. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's beyond mine too. Yeah, and and that is a funny thing that Lego likes to do. They do like to discontinue the 
some of these crazier sets after like a year or so. You know, and and maybe because they were so collectible, you know, or they are so collectible, maybe, you know, 10, 15 years after their initial release, maybe Lego will come out with a a re-release and they'll be, you know, reasonable again. Uh, who knows? I, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, they're fun, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break the bank on it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Got to pay the electric bill, unfortunately. Right. Cause you can't build Lego I, in the dark. I, I have, <laughs> I have other hobbies too. You know, I mean, it's, it, I have, I have probably too many hobbies at this point, but, um, yeah, the, you know, the, the limited recreational, uh, funds have to, have to get spread around. You know, in, in addition to uh, licensing with 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 everybody, you know, they've been really successful in in like other media, like video games and uh, movies and things like that. Did you, uh, like, when your kids were younger or anything like that, did you guys ever have any of the Lego video games? Oh yeah, yeah, we had. Um, I think we had Lego Star Wars, and I think we had like a Lego Batman or something. Lego, Harry, uh, yeah, Lego kid, Harry Potter was a fun one. Oh, I'm sure we had Lego Harry Potter. I would find it hard to believe if we didn't have Lego Harry Potter. Yeah, and those the games are great because the in the you know as I just remember it was basically like you never die, your piece just falls apart then it comes back together. And so Respawns, it was great yeah. for yeah they're great for little kids, um, and they're hilarious. Well, then like you have like, you have like Lego City <laughs> the Lego City games which were. They're almost like family-friendly um, Grand Theft Auto games because they're they're kind of open world, and you can, you can <laughs> kind of steal the cars or just take whatever, and then go drive around. And you know, if you hit somebody, they just you know they break and then they come back. And it's uh, yeah, it's, it's like Grand Theft Auto without the without the drugs and swearing and you know debauchery. And well, then uh, and then like movies, you know, we talked about the Lego Movie earlier, which is a great movie. But they had, I mean, that was the culmination. They had a bunch of uh, direct-to-video stuff over the years. You know, again, licensed Batman and different different things. Uh, Ninjago, I know my son was super into that for, for a year or two. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're a little straight-to-video, and they have, like, streaming. Actually, it's funny. I just noticed on Disney+, Plus they have a streaming uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> oh, cool. I didn't watch it. I was too busy watching the other holiday special on YouTube. I, I have to imagine the Lego one has a plot and a point. And, probably. Uh, probably probably less uh, breaking into song. I would imagine so. It's probably much better than the 1978 holiday special. But yeah, the, yeah all the straight-to-video stuff is, is hilarious and is super clever and fun. But I loved that theatrical movie they did, too. That was funny. Oh, it was... It was very cleverly done. The uh, the hook at the end, where you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, for a ten year old movie, the the fact that it was you know, a little boy playing with Legos in the basement in his, with his dad's Lego City was 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 really cool. Was uh, it's a great twist. Yeah, it was, and and. And I think that was the most brilliant part about that movie. They, they really nailed it because I remember before the movie revealed that, like halfway through, I remember turning to one of my kids and I go, this feels like a kid playing with Legos. <laughs> like this whole movie. You <laughs> and, my, and my kid was like, yeah, isn't it great? And I was like, yeah. 
uh, and then they revealed that's really what the whole movie was. <laughs> you uh, you picked up on that, and I did not. So I, <laughs> but yeah, that that threw me off. That twist, uh, that twist caught me off guard. I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking along those lines. Yeah, it just it just kind of hit me. Um, but yeah, it, the whole thing was great, and also I kind of liked. I thought this was kind of an interesting take that also Lego kind of was subtly making fun of people like us who put together a Lego set and then are like, don't touch it. Right. <laughs> oh, and if I had a basement, I 100% would have a Lego city down there. And yeah, it would. It's probably, it's probably a good thing I don't because I would be spending a lot more money on Legos, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. What I say it's a good thing I live in a two-bedroom townhouse with my girlfriend because that, right. that's what keeps me from having an entire Lego city, an entire Lego space, and the uh, GI Joe uh, aircraft uh, carrier. Aircraft carrier. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then that movie, uh, Will Will Arnett played uh, played Batman. That you know, voiced Batman in the Lego Movie. Then he had his own spinoff, and uh, he's kind of created a career. Out of uh, out of Lego because he also hosts the uh, the Lego Masters now. Oh yeah, you know it's funny. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, he is uh, he's very in with Lego. But you know what? I think that's a smart place to be. <laughs> Which you know, if it's it's great work if you can get it. Oh yeah, because I don't think Lego is going away anytime soon. No. What about uh, what about Lego Land? Have you ever been to any of those? I have not, unfortunately. That is on the bucket list. We uh, we went to one when my oldest was just under a year old. We uh, we lived in in Italy in Naples, and before we came back to the states, we drove. We did a big road trip around Europe, and went to the Legoland in Germany, uh, about an hour outside of Stuttgart. And I've got pictures of her in like a Lego. Uh, wagon they had like life they have like life-size lego people like you know six foot tall you know kind of like tourists doing their thing and lego dogs and um but that was a lot of fun my uh my favorite part i mean there's rides and stuff it's a it's an amusement park but my favorite part is the um like cities made out of legos and and in europe it was obviously european cities so they had like rome and paris and london i think and Berlin made out of made out of Legos. Uh, the Legoland in the states in uh, in San Diego has like Washington D.C. and New York, San Francisco made out of Lego, uh, which is really really cool. We uh, we lived in San Diego too, so we we vended that one a handful of times, and that was that was always a lot of fun. My uh, my son wants to go back. He was pretty little the last time we went, so he he'd really like to make a trip back to San Diego and go to Legoland, which I don't blame him. I'm not even a big amusement park fan, but that's one that that I'd I'd happily go hang out at. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that is very cool that you've been there. So so yeah, they've got the cities and they got the rides. Do they have any kind of attractions where you can just play with the Legos? Like, do they have a room where like you have buckets yeah. of Legos? Yep, they do. And then obviously there's lots of stores and then they have like uh, I think my kids have pictures with the Lego astronaut. You know, they had somebody in a, in a Lego astronaut costume, um, you know, kind of like how at Disney they have the characters. So they have, they like characters and stuff. Uh, oh, 
awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it's it is so much fun. Uh, Legoland is. I I'd go to Legoland over over Disneyland in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, I think I would. I mean, I've never been there, but I think I would too, just because Disney gives me anxiety. <laughs> and, you know, Disney, Disney's fun. You know, I mean, all the other places are fun too. But, uh, but yeah, Legoland, Legoland is super cool. If you ever get a chance, I, I highly recommend it. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Now, I've heard that Legoland is kind of aimed at younger kids. Do you think that's true, or do you, do your older kids still have fun? No, I, I think it is. It's like one of those things where it it's aimed at younger kids, but there's enough there for older kids because there's rides and stuff too. It, it's kind of like the perfect alchemy of of you know it it's for everybody. If if you like Lego or if just you know it's you'll have a good time there. But and there's a water park also, so you know I mean if you didn't want if your kids wanted to go or didn't want to go around and see the Lego stuff, you know they could just sit and hang out at the lazy river for two hours also. So there's that. Oh, okay. At least awesome. the one in San, at least the one in San Diego. Um, the one in Germany, I don't think at a water park, but. Oh yeah. Well, and there, there's multiple Lego lands. I mean, I'll be honest. Most... If I'm going to make it to one, it's going to be the one in San Diego probably. Right. I mean, there's <laughs> I one in Mal- Germany anytime soon. There's one in Malaysia. There's one in Florida. There's one in Dubai, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got them, they got them all over the place. So. Or you know, different places around the world. I think there's a couple in Europe. Um, and then they have the Lego Discovery Center, which there's uh, there's one in Kansas City, um, Missouri, not Kansas. But uh, so oh. you know, if, if uh, we drive through that way at some point, you know, might might make a stop there. The good stuff's never on the Kansas side. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's, a, it's a running joke amongst everyone in Kansas. This <laughs> isn't everything good in Kansas City is on the Missouri side. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't, isn't like most of the city on the Missouri side, like the the main the main part of the city? It really is. Yeah, the um, <laughs> most yeah the 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 metropolitan area is much bigger on the Missouri side, and the, then the Kansas side is smaller, and then it's mostly surrounded by suburbs like Olathe and Lenexa. Oh, okay. Um, which those go on for miles, right? Uh, and they're very nice, but there's no Lego Land, right? Right. Just affordable housing. <laughs> I mean, nice housing, the, but yeah, yeah, affordable compared to other parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so yeah, I want to make sense that there's a bunch in Europe because I think they started in Europe, right? Well, yeah, the company is Danish, so. Yeah, um, and I don't know sense. where Lego. I don't know where the first Lego Land was. I didn't. I didn't go that deep into it. And then, uh, you know, kind of talking about our, you know, how the algorithms target us uh, earlier or target me specifically. Um, <laughs> I get, you know, I get random things. I uh, something popped up recently where it was some. Uh, I didn't save it. I kind of wish I would have. I looked for it. and I couldn't find it. This this young man. He uh, he had a prosthetic. Uh, his uh, one of his arms. Uh, you know. I don't know if it was amputated or if it was, you know, uh, something from birth, but uh, he had he had uh, 3D printed a a Lego arm for himself. So it looked like, you know, like his hand, you know, he, he strapped it on and everything. But the hand was like the, the Lego character's hand. He had like a cup that would fit in it. You know, I was like, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, I, I in the. 
you know, in, in the era of, of 3D printing, being able to do all that, you know, like, especially if you have like, a kid, you know, who, uh, who maybe is missing a limb because of, you know, for whatever reason, like, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty cool, it'd be a pretty cool flex, I think, for, uh, for a kid, you know, who, who probably feels self-conscious or, uh, or a little different. Um, oh, for sure. I know if, when I was a kid, if one of my friends suddenly had a Lego hand, I think it would have lost our minds. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have been the co- coolest kid ever. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's great. That's really, really cute. And then we don't have, uh, you know, Albuquerque is kind of a smaller, smaller market. So we don't have a Lego store here. Um, we do have a uh, kind of a second hand. It's not licensed through Lego. Um, what's it called? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, they, it's Bricks and Minifigs. Bricks and Minifigs. Um, but, and that's a, yep. So the, that's yeah, a chain. I know they have them all over because uh, my son had a birthday party there when we lived in Washington at, at the Bricks and Minifigs there. I, I keep hoping that maybe, maybe one of our higher end malls here will, will get a Lego, an official Lego store because they're always fun. But uh, I wanted to, kind of do a shout out and this isn't has nothing to do with uh with us here in albuquerque or anything but when we lived in washington i saw a news story about uh, a little place in tacoma called connect the brick and uh it was started by a kid who was i want to say he was like eight or nine and he started selling legos like in front of his house and he'd like buy sell trade uh, you know, like on a little table out in front of his house. And then eventually they, they got a brick and mortar store in Tacoma and I looked it up. He's 19 now and connect the brick is still, is still going strong. So if any listeners uh, are up in the, the Puget sound area or, or hanging out there and, uh, and you like Legos, I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. You know, Eric, uh, Eric runs his own, his own Lego shop uh, in Tacoma on, uh, on 27th street. So uh, check out Connect the Brick. Oh, awesome! Well, yeah, good. For, yeah, good for him. That's a really cool story. Yeah, and and if you're not there, if you ever are around those bricks and minifig stores, they are a lot of fun. And um, I mean, yeah, like the one here. Like if you have an extra Lego set, you can go take it to them, and they'll you know they'll buy it off of you. And yeah, you can get sets. Um, but also the other thing I like is in the middle they have this big table that's just full of pieces yep. that you can dig through that are just like miscellaneous pieces or just pieces that don't come from any set and you can dig through. And I think yeah, they give you these cups and it's like, I think it's like, you know, you, whatever fits in the cup is $7 or whatever. <laughs> and that's now, pretty were, cool. Were you good at like building, like free building uh, anything <clears throat> intricate or cause I was not, I see things that people build, you know, just out of their brains and it it baffles me yeah uh same that's why i i know that lego would never hire me (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're in the same boat this is why we do what we do this is why we work in it yeah yes uh i mean you know i did like to free build stuff but it never came out looking quite as cool as when you followed the instructions right but it was still fun (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I could, you know, build houses all day long, but yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't building the, uh, the home alone house from, you know, from just my brain into pieces I had. Yeah, exactly. 
it was more like, can I make a multicolored, really tall house? Right. <laughs> with no doors. <laughs> <laughs> I did have the door frame, so I always had a way to get you know my people in and out. So doors and windows, I, I had those. Oh, yeah. I think I had one door. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> Unless it's yeah. a commercial building, then you need emergency exits. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of my Lego houses would have followed any kind of uh, city building, building code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we uh, before we wrap up, I uh, I wanted to to bring up a couple comments um, that we've gotten from listeners or uh, just some feedback. You know, I mentioned them before, but uh, our our mutual friend Ludi has been a listener. He made the comment we talked about uh, in one of our episodes. We talked about y2k and what we were doing you know when when uh, everything was supposed to shut down he mentioned we, we had also in a previous episode we had kind of briefly mentioned something about land parties and uh Ludi being the uh the computer the computer nerd that he is he uh spent y2k new year's eve having a land party and playing i think he said like Star Fox or something um so with with his friends which uh kind of tied into uh to, to two things we had talked about um our our mutual friend stan had uh listened and uh, i had mentioned that i was gonna i was doing a planning a road trip and we talked about kansas uh towns last episode for uh, for christmas he gave me a a guidebook of uh things to see around kansas um places to stop so i thought that was a lot of fun i know i'd sent you a picture of it uh your hometown is uh, is mentioned in there with uh, with with something to see. So I'll uh, I'll oh, be yeah, taking yeah. that I'll be taking that out when uh, when I do my road trip. And then uh, awesome, we uh, we got a nice shout out from uh, from another podcast. Actually, um, I had written uh, written a note uh, about a topic they had talked about and uh, to the movie film podcast. And uh, Zaki Hassan was nice enough to uh, to kind of mention our our podcast on air on, on their show. I thought that was very nice. So if, uh, if any listeners are, are coming from coming from that, uh, you know, because, uh, because Zachy gave us the, was nice enough to send us the shout out. Uh, welcome. I hope you are enjoying listening to us ramble and, uh, thank you, Zachy for, for that. Um, and if our listeners are interested in a podcast about, about movie and TV, um, specifically, the movie film podcast is uh, is a lot of fun to listen to. Also, yes, for, for that one person that somehow found us first, right? <laughs> Highly recommend movie film podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love movie film too. And I yeah, I was super excited when I heard when I heard Zachy say that. I was like, Zachy's talking about me, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, and and you know, they uh, I think for us, their show was was definitely part of the inspiration for uh, for this show so um i think uh we definitely owe them you know owe them the thanks for that yes i would agree for Zach, Zach and brian <laughs> yeah i think we definitely uh have a very similar vibe and they've been doing so it for have... they've been doing it for a lot longer they've been out there for so about 10, don't have a... 12 years yeah that's true so someday we will have a a catchy theme song like they do that gets stuck in your head. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I, uh, I'm not a musician, so we'll see. I, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I've, I've been come, trying to come up with ideas. I, I really appreciate all the feedback from our listeners, and I really appreciate 
if there's people out there listening to us, it's really awesome. Yeah, if you are if you are listening and you want to give feedback, we uh, we appreciate it and thank you for listening. Uh, I know there's there's a lot of options out there, and if uh, if you spend your you spend your time with us, then uh, yeah, we are we are very grateful. All right, you want to stick a pin in this one? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep, see you guys. Theme music for this show is Destination Unknown by audionautics.com. <laughs>